open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host at Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Nitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Interested in Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a very vague concept to a lot of people. Need to know more about cryptocurrency? We're going to talk about the basics. You know, this is something that people just have no idea about what crypto is. How about buying, selling, and mining? Tony, I think that's one of the things that's going to make us a little different from some other shows. We're getting our hands dirty. Then listen to Gary Leland and Tony Sakala, better known as the Crypto Cousins, on the Crypto Cousins Podcast. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Gary Leland here with Crypto Cousins Podcast. And Tony Sakala here. Hey, Tony, we have got, I'm excited about today's show. We have got a great interview and a timely interview with Trace Mayer. Yes, he's one of the, you know, Babe Ruths of Bitcoin. He's been, well, he had first blog about Bitcoin. He's uh, been doing Bitcoin since it was like, what, a quarter or something? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And he's been an investor in a couple of the big Bitcoin companies. Hey, before we go on that, you know what it's time for. This week's price. Hey, what'd you think of that? I like that. <laughs> well, the price of Bitcoin today is $7,077.90, up $1,600. Excuse me. I wish it was up $1,600. Up $617.60. <laughs> Since last week, and that's 9.5%. What do you think about that? That's surprising, even for me. I mean, I'm pretty optimistic. I'm definitely optimistic, but I mean, it's been a wild and wild and crazy week, a wild month. Wild month, wild week for sure. I mean, you know, yesterday it dropped like crazy. Now it's back up. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a volatile right now, I guess is the word we're looking for. But it's definitely. Mm -hmm. On the right track, like I said, we were up into the six hundred. I keep wanting to say sixteen hundred, six hundred seventeen dollars since last week. So that's the right track for sure. Hey, before we get going, Tony, I want to mention to everybody: we are not financial advisors, no, by any means at all. Do not take anything we say as financial advice. We're just Tony and Gary. We like talking about Bitcoin, and we're learning and sharing. That's about it, right? It's the new technology. We like the math. We like the ideas, and we like the ability to explore uh, new ways of doing things. So however you take this, it's uh, be independent, think for yourself, and um, that's our message. But we're not advisors. <laughs> so, hey, I also want to thank uh, – I want to tell everybody about it to go to our Facebook group. CryptoCousins.com slash Facebook group. That's our short link for it. And I want to, th we're looking for moderators to help. And we have two new moderator moderators, Cousin Michael Ray and Cousin Ken Taylor. I want to thank you guys for helping us moderate the group, which is growing. But we could use more help. So if anyone's interested, just uh, join the group and uh, PM me or Tony. Give us a shout out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels great to have help. I mean, I love I love the conversations we're having there. Yeah, we want to have a community. We're not trying to just do a thing with Tony and I. We're trying to build a true community and get everybody involved. And anybody who's wanting to get involved can get involved. We'll have more opportunities as time goes by. So, Tony, did, uh, I also want to thank everybody for subscribing and leaving comments about the show on iTunes. You know, last week, we were number 24 under the search term Bitcoin. We've moved up to number 16 this week. And wow. from number 12 on Ethereum to number nine. And of course, we're still holding the number one spot under cryptocurrency. So if you haven't yet, go to cryptocousins.com slash iTunes. That'll take you straight to our iTunes page. Give us a five-star review and a good comment if you like the show. If you don't like the show, don't even bother to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and also- How can you not like the cousins? Come on. Huh? How could you not like us? Yeah, I mean, everybody should want to be part of the family. Also, uh, I want to go over, uh, Cousin Ken gave us a great comment, uh, and I wanted to read this. This is the most useful podcast I've found to date on cryptos, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, and you're only two episodes in. While I enjoy the other crypto podcasts, I feel they're way over the heads of someone new trying to break into crypto. Ken, Cousin Ken, thanks for the comment, and I think that's what we were trying to do with this show, don't you think, Tony? I, I, that's exactly what we're trying to do. I mean, anybody who's an expert, they don't need us, but most people are just getting into the space and people say, what is this about? What is it? And you know, and so we're trying to sort out the basic information. Yeah. In a manner they can understand, uh, you know, since I'm only been doing it a month or so, I'm the one asking maybe the more generalized questions because I'm trying to get that general knowledge goes. And we're pulling a lot of that from Tony here, but also like I said, we want to get everybody involved, so give us a call with your question, and we'll air your questions on the uh, show. Call 747-777-9471. We want to get you involved. 747-777-9471. And make sure and mention who you are. If you ask a question, we'll play your question. You did a good yeah, job with cool. the phone That's number, cool. Tony. That, I, 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 I mind that phone number, believe me. I did a really good job. Thank That's you. That's a lot of sevens. <laughs> hey, you know, the, sh- the show today is about seg- SegWit2x fork. So I thought I'd start off by reading an email I received from Coinbase uh, about this topic uh, in case people didn't they get They sent this. one directly to you. Yeah, yeah, they did. It says, uh, Dear Gary, we wanted to remind you that the upcoming Bitcoin, two X, two, Bitcoin SegWit2x fork is projected to take place on November 16th and will result in two Bitcoin blockchains. In our effort to make Coinbase the most trusted, safe, and easy-to-use digital currency, we're working to ensure that we maximize your benefit from this event. So following the fork, any user of Bitcoin on Coinbase at the time of the fork will be credited with an equal amount of Bitcoin 2x asset on the 2x blockchain. No action is required. We'll automatically credit your account. If you have five Bitcoin stored on Coinbase before the fork, you will have five Bitcoin and five Bitcoin 2x following the event. Coinbase will be able to trade, Coinbase users will be able to trade both Bitcoin and Bitcoin 2x shortly after the fork. Uh, And also, I thought this was kind of important, Coinbase will disable buys, sells, sends, and receives from Bitcoin and Bitcoin 2X approximately 24 hours before the fork. And then we'll re-enable them after the fork is done and it's safe to do so. So unlike 
Bitcoin Cash sounds like they're really supporting Bitcoin Segwit 2x. Yeah, it's um, it, they're supporting it, but boy, it uh, it definitely sounds like uh, something dangerous is happening here. Uh, we've got two separate chains, and as we have been told, there's no replay protection, and so it's going to be dangerous uh, for people to spend money. Uh, they think they're spending it on the new chain, and uh, suddenly their Bitcoin on the original chain uh, disappears as well. Uh, it's quite—it's certainly a possibility. So it's adding a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt into the space. Yeah, definitely is. Definitely is for sure. Hey, if you—but you know, Coinbase is one of those places that is kind of easy for newbies to use. I mean, there are a lot of places to do it, but most of them are a little more complicated, as I've been finding out, as far as opening oh, your account. Opening an account or uh, just uh, doing it uh, the, the um, by yourself. I mean, we, we've been hearing about creating your own uh, full node, which is really exciting, and we're really excited to do that. But, uh, yeah, you need a separate computer. You, well, you need to download the entire blockchain. That. I mean, it's really uh, to download the whole blockchain. It could take two weeks. Yeah, so, you know I mean, it, it's so, a lot of time. So beginners getting in. I mean, like I said, I, I still think Coinbase is the easiest thing to use as far as getting in. If you want to get into Coin, do do you think so? Do you agree with that? It's definitely an on ramp. There's no doubt about it. You can get in and uh, at least get your uh, toes in the water. And uh, and discover what it's like to have Bitcoin. And if you do want to check that out, our short link is cryptocousins.com slash Coinbase. And if you uh, use that link uh, when you buy your first uh, $100 worth of Bitcoin, you and uh, you, Tony and I will receive $10 by using our affiliate link, and you will receive $10 worth of free Bitcoin. So it's kind of a win-win deal on that. But make sure you download your private keys. So they get the extra 10 in crypto. Right, right. And yes, yeah, in Bitcoin. So, that, uh, so if they did it last year, Gary, then what would have, what would have that have meant? That means that it wasn't really, wouldn't have been $10 by today. That, that extra 10 in crypto would have been like $80. And they'd have uh, some Bitcoin uh, cash and uh, Bitcoin Segwit 2X coming and maybe some Bitcoin gold. So, yeah. All kinds of toys. All kinds of toys. <laughs> And now, listen to this. It's time for Crypto Cousins News. Oh, I like that. Hey, if you're trying to get fancy here on you, Tony. You but, are. Yeah, but today's uh, Tony's article is Bitcoin's Coming Split, What You Need to Know. It's uh, from Fortune.com about Segwit2x, of course, the whole show is. What's this about, Tony? <laughs> Well, Fortune really takes a good balanced approach to uh, reporting on the problem. They're talking about Segwit2x in this article, and uh, they give really the basic, the data, uh, let, letting people know that uh, it is going to be a hard fork uh, when it's supposed to happen. It happens on a block number. As you know, Bitcoin creates a new block every 10 minutes uh, or so. And so it's going to happen at block number 494,784, which means they predict it likely happened on November 16th, uh, and that may change. Uh, so what's going to happen? There will be a new fork, uh, a new chain 
and Segwit2x is uh, being supported by miners and people who want bigger blocks, people who want to make Bitcoin uh, scale in a certain way. And it can do that, but there's a cost and uh, scaling to bigger blocks means that if we wanted to create a, a, a full node, Gary, it would cost us like $40,000. Oh because gosh. we wouldn't be able we wouldn't be able to download the whole blockchain uh, in two weeks or a couple of hours. It would grow dramatically in size, and you would need terabytes upon terabytes. Maybe even, I think it was estimated nine hundred terabytes to download a, a future blockchain that would be uh, full of much larger blocks. So uh, it takes it out of the hands of the individual and puts it into the hands of the corporation and. Uh, People, there are some people who want that. They want to see Bitcoin become more centralized. So it's obviously being opposed by the people who maintain the core software. Uh, there are lots of folks there who are recognized that there's a contentious nature to this. Uh, it's basically like an attack on Bitcoin. And as we've seen, Bitcoin is the honey badger of the internet. Uh, it seems to survive and get stronger after these type of attacks. Wow, Forty thousand for full node, and you can do that free now. I mean, yeah, a couple hundred dollars to get yourself a little PC, or just get an old PC that's lying on the shelf. Get a big hard drive and uh, download Bitcoin so Core software, and uh, you can do it in your house. Wow! So we, we're going to have to do a show on full nodes too. You know, it'll be fun. I'd like yeah. to do. We, let's do a video. We'll do a show. We'll do, we'll do a great. Uh, I know we'll have a good time with it. And my tool of the week, Tony, is uh, the Bitcoin ticker to the moon. Now, this is for Apple computers. Sorry, you uh, Windows <laughs> users. But this is a little ticker that goes in your top bar. If you go to the uh, iTunes app store, um, it's free. He just asks you to donate him a couple of Satoshis, which you might want to throw him because it works really good. Tony, you had shown me one of these previously, but I never could get it to run properly. This one I've been running for a week. I've never had a problem with it. Comes up every time, and you can adjust it for different coins from different exchanges, whatever you want to do. So cool, it's, I'll it's, check it out. It's not a complicated tool, but it's nice. You know, I was always getting go, going, changing tabs or something to see the price of Bitcoin, and I just now look up into my top bar, and there's the price up there. So, nice. uh, so I like this tool a lot. It's simple. It's cheap. It's free, actually. So uh, that's it. That's um, Bitcoin ticker to the moon. I like his name on that, too. <laughs> but, Tony, today's topic is an interview with Trace Mayer talking about the Segwit2x fork. And if people are not familiar with Trace, he holds degrees in accounting and law, has studied uh, Austrian economics. He started recommending Bitcoin, Tony, when it was around 25 cents. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. And funded core blockchain infrastructures, including Armory, which provides the foundational security for Bitcoin wallets, BitPay, the largest Bitcoin merchant processor, and Kraken, the largest Bitcoin euro exchange and a major, major worldwide liquidity provider. Had a hard time reading all that. Mm -hmm. He also hosts the extremely popular Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, which is where I heard about him and found out about him and i love his show and i love everything he has to say so unless you have anything to add you want to go straight to the interview let's go i'm excited trace thanks for joining us today we're excited to have you on the show 
this will actually be the first interview that the Crypto Cousins have had. Isn't that right, Tony? Oh, yeah. This is the first one. Very excited. You're, you're, it's an honor to have you on. And so oh. what, what we want to talk about today, though, because I want to get to the meet with you, Trace. I want to talk about Segway 2X Fork, the fork coming up. Yeah, sounds great. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Well, that's coming up uh, like in nine days or something, seven days or. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be on vacation during the whole thing. Uh, I'm I'm going to from November 10th to November 25th. I'm going to be on vacation. I won't even have internet access. So uh, it's going to be quite an interesting test to see uh, how this Bitcoin network deals with a very contentious, uh, fairly supported. Uh, contentious hard hard fork because there are a lot of minor interests supposedly behind it. There's a lot of business interest behind it, but there's very little, if any, actual user interest behind it. So this is going to be a very interesting thing to to watch and see happen. Now the, so the Trace, price, what is the? Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Sorry, I didn't mean to step uh, on the, you. The what is it really? What's really happening? I mean, Segway and Two X. It looks like they're we're mashing two things together. Like, what is really behind it all? So what's behind it all is there there these miners and business interests that want to introduce a new change and that change is they want to increase the block size from basically 1 megabyte to 2 megabytes. Now when you change a consensus rule in Bitcoin that is a hard fork. And so as opposed to a soft fork. A soft fork is where you add an additional rule or you make a current you, you make a current rule more restrictive. A hard fork is where you add a completely new rule or you or you make a rule that's currently in place less restrictive. And so we've got a hard fork that's coming. That means that as long as there's sufficient hash power behind both forks, then it'll basically just create two new blockchains, just like it did with Bitcoin Cash. I see. So what happens to coins on both chains? So you basically have more money and more bit more 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 bitcoin and it doesn't make sense to me. Well, you you don't necessarily have more money. Uh that's kind of a subjective value term because money needs to have been valued by the market and all this stuff. Although we did see a higher market cap after the fork with Bitcoin Cash. Uh, probably because it reduced on like user or investor uncertainty, and so it increased confidence and uh, increased the network effects of Bitcoin. But basically, you can think of it like uh, you have gold, and you get to change the element, and so you change the element, you change the number of atoms, and so now you have both gold and lead. They're two completely different things like they're two completely different elements because they they follow different rules uh, what makes this particularly confusing though is that they use the same networking p2p magic they use they don't like the the 2x fork does not have replay protection which would be literally just three lines of code it would be very easy for their developers to add but they're not adding it and the reason they're not adding it is that they want to intentionally confuse the people who are using what are called SPV wallets or simple payment verification wallets. Uh, these don't do a full verification of the blockchain. And so there's a security gap between an SPV wallet and a full node. And so if you're running a full node where you do all your network validation and consensus, then you have absolutely nothing to fear. However, if you're using an SPV wallet, something like Bread Wallet, perhaps Electrum, uh, Copay, 
um, there are a bunch of these SPV wallets out there, then blockchain.info, if you're using any of these, then you have a potential security issue on your hands. And that security issue is that the person you're trusting to validate the blockchain might validate the 2x blockchain and give you back that as being Bitcoin instead of validating the 1x blockchain. And so there's this element of like fraud in the inducement, fraud in the factum, like intentionally misleading, confusing. Uh, all of it is is very kind of dangerous, I think, for the users themselves. But what we've found with Bitcoin is you either respect Bitcoin and the private keys or you don't. And if you don't respect Bitcoin and you don't respect the private keys, those private keys are going to probably end up with somebody who does respect them. That means that people could lose a lot of money with this. And so, you know, my suggestion would be get the technical competence, learn how to run a full node yourself, learn how to hold your private keys yourself so that you're not trusting them with a third party. And then you can sit out and and watch what happens and then have uh, the private keys and the full nodes running on both blockchains. And you can be fully in control of all of your Bitcoins and, block, and, and private keys. Otherwise, you're going to be at the mercy of somebody else. And when you're at the mercy of somebody else in Bitcoin, that has almost always been completely abused. Mt. Gox, Bitfinex, Poloniex, like Basically, every major exchange except Kraken has been hacked and lost user money. Uh, so, you know, there's really no alternative to just running your own full node, holding your own private keys. And that's monetary sovereignty. That's how you really use Bitcoin. And if you're not doing that, guess what? You're easy pickings. You're the person that, that nefarious individuals want to steal Bitcoin from. Well, Tony, so it's we a need wild to check west. out our wallets, Tony. Make sure that our <laughs> our wallets. Oh, are. for sure, for sure. Well, we're talking about building ourselves uh, a full node, so, so we're we're so doing that today. You know, the last few days, Bitcoin has just gone through the roof, and I I I assumed it was because of the coming fork. People were wanting to get in while they were in time to get the uh, free new segwit to Bitcoin. But then I saw on CoinDesk that they're saying in an article yesterday I read that they're not promising. And that this is intention here? Oh, yeah. And that's been the stated intention. The stated intention is that they want to intentionally confuse SPV wallets to follow that chain as opposed to following the 1X chain. You know, because, because for, for, since Bitcoin has started, we've had a certain rule set. And they want to change one of those rules in that rule set. But they do not have very wide consensus among all the developers. And so the result is that there are going to be two different blockchains. But they want to make – they want to conf intentionally confuse people with SPV wallets to think that 2x is 1x, right? Like so, – so it's basically like, hey, this isn't a – you know, this is a – they might have a silver coin, but they want to intentionally confuse it with a gold coin. And say, no, 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 this silver coin is actually a gold coin. But it doesn't follow the same rules that a gold coin follows. It doesn't have the same number of atoms and electrons and all of these things. So it, it's, a very, it's a very shady thing to do. And they're relying on new people coming into the space to, to fall for this intentionally confusing uh, 
behavior. It, I mean, it's they could with three lines of code they could add replay protection. Why don't they? Hmm. That's a good question. So when this came about, it wasn't consensus. It was an agreement. What's what, what happened in New York? What was what, what's going on there? Well, I don't know because I wasn't invited. What ah. happened? The, the New York agreement was done behind closed doors. It was done with a very small section of the Bitcoin community. Uh, a couple of miners, basically a bunch of companies that are operated by Barry Silbert. For all we know, the U.S. government and the Chinese government put it together and, and, is, and is twisting the arms of the CEOs of these companies in order to, to for, try to rein in Bitcoin and, and censor it in order to make it harder to run a full node because that's, that's, the, that's the result of this. They're going to make it harder to run a full node instead of easier. They're going to change the rules instead of leave it alone. That means that it, it isn't as predictable because those rules have changed. Uh, and so we don't know what the motivation is behind this. It was done behind closed doors. It's, it's, it's a very it, – it doesn't have replay protection, so they're not playing nice. They're trying to intentionally confuse new users. Uh, it just who knows what's happening with it. I mean, that's why we do. That's why Bitcoin is open source software. That's why everybody has a copy of the code. Everybody can review it. The 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 governance process takes place in the open, like the IETF, which has governed the internet protocols uh, since the internet came out. You know, we do these things in the open so that we don't have nefarious actors introducing things that could be dangerous. Uh, to to our or to our technology and and so sunlight is the best disinfectant as the Supreme Court says and so like this New York agreement we, we, not only was I not invited you know and I'm a big investor in the space and and all these types of things but some core developers people who have been in charge of keeping the software uh, you know safe and secure for the last eight years and who have introduced the vast majority of the code that actually runs the Bitcoin network, they were actively excluded from the agreement. And so, you know, I, I really agree with Nick Zabo, and he did a phenomenal podcast interview on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Uh, and he talks about how this, this block size is a security requirement. And so when you're changing the nuclear rods in a nuclear reactor, you don't. You, that's something that you really have to. You have to take the opinion of the engineers very seriously. And so the people who did this two X agreement in New York, you know, none of them, as far as I understand, none of them have PhDs in computer science or distributed systems. None of them have done any significant testing on this fork. None of them have actually really made any significant contributions to the Bitcoin core protocol, what's been operating for the last eight years. And they've actively excluded the, the people who do have all of these credentials and do have all of this pedigree and who are the experts. So to me, it looks like an absolute disaster waiting to happen. There's a reason when you build the new 747 that all the engineers, all the senior management team, and all the other people who basically signed off on that plane, they're all on that plane. Because if any of them screwed up, they're all going to die, right? That's And so 
that's <laughs> that's what we're talking about. You know, we need people who actually have skin in the game. And I, I mean, I offered to trade some of the big proponents of two X. I offered to trade them my two X coins for their one X coins, and all I got was crickets. None of them actually want to put their money where their mouth is, but they want to put your money where their mouth is. And so that I think that's just a really bad thing to do. You know, when from the outside, just to the novice who's getting into Bitcoin, you know, which a lot of people are doing right now, all I really see people saying uh, when you scan through articles are the block size. We've got to have a bigger block size to handle the future growth of Bitcoin as though there's nothing else there to be concerned about. I mean, that's just what it appears to be, I think, to the novice. Well, yeah, but that's a very simple, uh, uncomplicated view of what's going on. When we deal with the Internet, we have seven different layers. We have 55 to, different, 55 to 60 different protocols that form the vast bulk of the Internet as we use it. And each of those layers does a very specific job, and it does it very well. We have TCPIP. On top of TCPIP, we have HTTP. You know, th these are the protocol guys. And these protocol guys, they've been working on Bitcoin since it started because Bitcoin is an internet protocol. And so, you know, this idea that having multiple layers, uh, you know, like Lightning Network, that is another layer on top of Bitcoin or having side chains or things like this, these are much more elegant solutions that leave the base layer intact, safe, secure, predictable, doesn't change, uh, censorship resistant. You know, these are, these are definitely design decisions that need to be taken into account. But at the same time, like, this is why we do it out in the open. It's not like Bitcoin's been done behind closed doors for the last eight years. Anybody who wants to come and contribute to it can come and contribute to it. That's why 400 plus developers are part of Bitcoin Core. And we have one former Bitcoin Core contributor who's basically just washed up and not any good anymore. And he's the one that's doing the work on this SegWit2x. And then, ironically, he's running an ICO at the same time, right? So he's trying to basically make a bunch of money. And what the SEC is now cracking down on is, uh, you know, these securities offerings that are that are also kind of shady. So, I mean, the whole thing just stinks like a whole barrel of dead fish. So it's really uh, fear, uncertainty, the doubt, the, the, the bad motivations. None of it is a secret. It, it's all out, right? Right, plain as day. And so, you know, it, it comes down to individual users taking personal responsibility. If you want monetary sovereignty, come and claim it. How do you do that? You run a full node. You hold your own private keys. What's the full node that you run? Bitcoin Core. How do you hold private keys? I highly recommend Armory. Uh, and, and you can use the Glacier Protocol. You can use a Purism laptop. Uh, those are laptops that are highly hardened, very private, built for cybersecurity. And you do those four things, and your private keys are completely controlled by you in an extremely safe manner. Otherwise, you might get taken for a joyride, uh, by blockchain.info or Coinbase or BitGo or BitPay or the Copay wallet or the Bread wallet or like who knows. But you might get taken for a complete joyride. And and at the end of the day, they might be trying to, to give you – you might think that you bought Bitcoin, but really you bought some giant bag of horse crap. 
and they passed it off as Bitcoin and you were just too naive to understand that that's what they were doing. <laughs> well, I'm so it sounds, yeah, that's, it sounds like we really can't trust anyone of the actors and, but doesn't Bitcoin help us with that? We don't really have to trust. Well, that's the whole point of Bitcoin. The whole point of Bitcoin is to have a trustless system where you can perform your own full node validation of the blockchain. It's not in the blockchain. It didn't happen. Like this idea that we should be trusting centralized companies anyways is kind of it's it goes against the whole ethos of Bitcoin. I mean, you're you're supposed to have monetary sovereignty, be your own bank. If you want it, come and claim it. That's what Bitcoin's about. And what we've seen time after time after time is whenever you cede some of that monetary sovereignty to some actor in the Bitcoin space, they abuse it and they steal your money. And so, like, it's just get 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 on the train or you give your ticket to somebody else. I mean, that's really kind of how it ha- how it works because you have to take personal responsibility and you have to claim your monetary sovereignty. If you don't want to do that, there are plenty of assets out there, stocks, bonds, real estate, whatever, where you can where you can let somebody else be in control of your money and your financial future and your destiny. But if you want to have real monetary sovereignty, you got to put in the homework and and claim it. Well, Gary and I both have our hardware wallets, and it sounds like we're going to be putting together a full node. But it sounds like to me the people who are really the safest right now are people who have paper wallets. Right? No, 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 no. Like this this whole idea of a hardware wallet or a paper wallet, it's you have to run a full node. Okay. Okay. Bitcoin Core. Bitcoincore.org. That's where you get the software to to run a full node or Bitcoin.org. Then you want to manage your private keys. So when you're dealing with a paper wallet or a hardware wallet, these are actually very broad categories, and there can be all different types of them. Some of them could be SPV wallets that do not do full node validation, and some of them could do full node validation. It seems like Trezor and Ledger, which are two of the big hardware wallets, that they're actually supporting all the different forks, and they have a pretty good user interface for doing that. And so they're trying to be as responsible as they can in terms of providing the software for the people that are using those wallets. but like Armory, for instance, yeah, it's definitely graduate level Bitcoin, but you can run Armory at whichever blockchain you want. And so you can, I mean, you can fully manage all your private keys. It, it's really the Swiss Army knife that's got the most functionality. And, and it's free and open source. You don't have to pay anybody to use it. And then you use it. There's something called the Glacier Protocol, glacierprotocol.com. Dot org and that'll that's like that shows you where all the risks are when it comes to holding your bitcoins holding your private keys and so you really have to you know you you have to put in the homework if you don't put in the homework man i mean i've got i've got multiple friends that have lost what today would be 10 million dollars plus worth of bitcoin and it's because they didn't do the homework and so you know the saddest words of of tongue and pen are those of what might have been like if you're going to play around in bitcoin do it responsibly otherwise hey you know if you lose your bitcoins don't don't go into a deep depression like one of my buddies he just got laid off, he got laid off from deloitte about a year ago 
he lost over $5 million in Mt. Gox. He'd be worth about $25 million today right now, and he's collecting unemployment, and he's like in deep depression because he could have been a multi-multi-millionaire, but he didn't respect the full node. He didn't respect the private keys. He let a third party hold his Bitcoin, and he screwed up really bad. And that, I mean, that's his story. <laughs> we hear those stories all the time. Yeah, I've seen yes. a couple of third parties that, like Coinbase, for instance, didn't um, go with the Bitcoin uh, cash fork, but they're going with this fork. Yeah, I mean, that's a great example. My average sale price of Bitcoin cash is 0.118 Bitcoin. It's currently trading at like 0.08. It had got all the way down to 0.05. And, and Coinbase has not supported it yet. You know, they're holding hundreds of millions of dollars, if not maybe a couple billion dollars of client assets. It took us less than a week to get Bitcoin Cash supported at Kraken. Why can't Coinbase do it? You know, they, they have been, Coinbase has been grossly negligent in their fiduciary duty to getting people their, their Bitcoin Cash. And, and, the, and the Coinbase users have been damaged because they haven't been able to sell it. And why? Because Coinbase wants to have leverage in the New York agreement. They want to support 2X but not Bitcoin Cash. At the end of the day, it looks like unjust enrichment to me. And so, you know, whenever you're trusting a third party with your private keys, you can get taken for a ride like this, you know, and and you could have twice the number of Bitcoins if you'd been able to sell your Bitcoin caches, you know, other exchanges were able to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kraken did it. Bittrex did it. Bitfinex did it. All these people did it within a couple days. Like they had four days to implement it and they all implemented it within four days. And then, you know, a whole bunch of other exchanges like Cryptopia and HitBTC, ViaBTC, all these guys implemented it within the next week or two. And so, like, why is Coinbase not able to implement it? Why did it take a couple months for Blockchain.info not to implement it? Well, probably because they have B-rate or C-rate developer teams. They can't handle implementing it because their developers aren't any good or they're not good enough. And yet these are the very people that are pushing for the 2x fork. You know, there seems to be an inverse relationship. The more competent your developers are, the more they they are against 2x and the less competent your developers are. Or if you have a CEO who's not even competent at all with developing, the more in favor of 2x they are. So I mean, I don't know why people are trusting these institutions. They, they've proven that they aren't able to get the work done in a timely manner. Otherwise, they would have Bcash supported very quickly. You know, Zappos is another good example. It took them a, over a month to get Bitcoin Cash supported. Why weren't they able to get the work done faster, better, more secure? You know, so... I mean, you just kind of look at this and it's like, why do you let people hold your private keys? Why do you let other people do the full node validation for you? Do it yourself. <laughs> the whole, yeah, the whole ethos of Bitcoin is, you know, your keys, your Bitcoin. And people have to learn that first up front. Yeah, so well, they yeah two, two prongs, your full node, your keys. You have to have both. Do you think people just don't know the history of like Mount Gox and stuff? Yeah, well, and people have very short memories, you know. And and if you're not going to learn from somebody else's bad experience, you're doomed to repeat it yourself. 
you know, a very wise man is going to be someone who looks at somebody else's experience and decides, you know what, I don't want to do that. There's a re pilots pilots look at the federal aviation regulations, the FAR, and most of them have a very healthy respect for it. You know why? Because those regulations are written in blood. Some pilot or multiple pilots probably had to die <laughs> before we got the experience to figure out, hey, maybe we should like codify this into the rule. And so, you know, maybe maybe a lot of people just have to suffer some financial death and destruction in order to to figure out, hey, maybe I should have been a little bit more serious with my monetary sovereignty and with how I was owning and holding my Bitcoin instead of trusting these third parties who had already proven to be technically incompetent and probably grossly negligent in how they deal with the fiduciary duty they owe towards their their customers. This this is just great stuff, Trace. We appreciate you uh, sharing this with us. And we're probably getting near the point of time where we've taken up how much time we told you we were going to take up of yours. Is there anything you want to leave us with about this that we, that we may not have uh, thought to ask or thought to cover? Well, it's just, hey, look, if the, the PR people at these companies, the, the journalists that are getting paid by them, you know, because, hey, if you're running a Bitcoin journalism website, you've got advertisers. And who are the advertisers? The advertisers are a lot of these 2X uh, supporters. And so, you know, a lot of people are financially incentivized not to, to basically keep you in the dark about a lot of this stuff. But, you know, me, hey, look, I... I don't take their money. I don't need their money. And I also don't need to take or need the money of the people who are on the other end of this podcast. And so I have this specific core mission of helping extend monetary sovereignty. I want everybody else to have the control over their own money. I'm not looking to defraud anybody with some fork that doesn't have replay protection attack. And I'm willing to call BS on people that are trying to do that. And so, you know, just... Please, if you're going to be in Bitcoin, be in it seriously and responsibly. Run your own full node, do your own, hold your own private keys. You know, you can use third-party services and systems, but try to limit the degree of trust that you have in them. Don't use them if you don't have to. You know, it would be kind of my advice. And so we've got lots of different resources. There's bitcoincore.org, there's bitcoin.org, we use coins.com. Uh, of course, my podcast, uh, you know, all of these things like take control of your own money like it don't don't trust any any of these charlatans in this space. Usually if there's an altcoin or an ICO, it's there to 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 take your bitcoins. <laughs> and so, you know, just be incredibly skeptical, you know, be skeptical of me, be skeptical of everybody because you don't have to trust other people with Bitcoin. You can do your own full node validation. That's the whole premise behind it. We're going to have to well, do this a is show, fantastic. Tony, about that, about full nodes. We're gonna have, yes, we're going to do, we'll, you can do some videos, we'll do some tutorials, building a full node. The Glacier Protocol is amazing. It takes a little reading. It's a long document. There's a lot of things to learn, but we'll do all of it. We're helping oh. people to learn the basics. Hey, Trace, where you should know, people go if they want to find out um, more about you or where do you want to direct people to? Oh, I mean, I got my Twitter just at Trace Mayer and then uh, my podcast, www.bitcoin.kn. And yeah, keep keep doing uh, keep doing the good work, you know, You're helping people understand monetary sovereignty and, and claiming it themselves 
you know, that's, uh, that's a very noble thing to do because, hey, what's in it for you, right? Like if people are holding their own keys, you don't get to earn interest on their on the dollars in their bank account. You don't get to misappropriate their assets like what caused a financial crisis. Just all these bad things that have happened throughout history and have happened in our lifetimes that have caused major financial hardship on a lot of people would have been prevented if people had claimed their own monetary sovereignty. And so, you know, it's what the the work we're we're doing in that regard is good for ourselves. It's good for humanity. It's good for the people on the other end of this, uh, on the other end of the podcast. And so, you know, just keep it up. Hey, I want to be the. I want to make sure and tell you you're you're a member now of the Crypto Cousins family, and you're officially cousin Trace. So, welcome to the family. Well, thank you so much. I'm uh, glad to be part of it. <laughs> And uh, Tony, unless you have anything else to sh- uh, say, I think we should let uh, Trace go because we w- went over our allotted time with Trace. He was we kind do of, that all the time. We have Thanks, not stuck Trace. to a schedule yet. <laughs> but this was such great information. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Guy. W- w- will you come back someday? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be back uh, as soon as I can. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Wow, Tony, that was a great interview. I mean, that was a really good interview. That was the uh, the most amazing interview. And I'm so excited. timely. I mean, you know, blockchain, I mean, the uh, Segwit 2X is getting ready to happen in like six or seven days. So this is a timely show, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I agree completely. Hey, remember, everybody, if you want to subscribe to the show, if you're on iTunes, go to CryptoCousins.com slash iTunes. If you're an Android user, CryptoCousins.com slash play. Tony, you think they're getting the drift that everything we do, every link we give out just about is CryptoCousins.com slash something? I think you did a great job there, Gary. So if they want to go to our Facebook page, forward slash Facebook. And if they want to go to our Facebook group, forward Forward slash slash Facebook Facebook group. Hey, if they want to donate to the show there, they want to give us a Toshi, which no one has given us yet. It's CryptoCousins.com slash donate. So, hey, and also, Tony, <laughs> I really want someone to call in on our call-in line. Oh, oh, I love when people call in. Yeah, I do, too. I want to get some. I've been getting call-ins, but there's nothing we could use on the show. You know, I want some questions or something, topics for shows. Um, and I think next week, oh, before I go out of that, again, but you could rewind here, this 747-777-9471. Do you want to get involved and ask us a question? Make sure and add your name. Next week's show. Which, Tony, this week we were supposed to do mining, but this we topic was so... No, this was too important. We yeah. had getting Trace on to talk about Segwit2x. Amazing. Agree. Great job, Gary. Yeah. And that so, was Gary. Gary did that. Well, thank you I was much. away. Thank you. Gary was working hard. Conference. <laughs> so next week we'll do what is mining. We'll go back to what is mining. And then we have an interview for the week after that that we're going to bring you. So we're trying to bring some interviews in with experts and then give you some basic shows. But we got a lot of shows to go. So I personally want to thank everybody for uh, listening. Make sure and check out just the basic website, CryptoCousins.com, for all our uh, videos, or our Crypto Cousins store. Um, we got uh, a lot of things going on. Anything you want to add before we leave, Tony? Well, it's an exciting time to be in crypto. And I think, as you know, uh, don't be afraid to just dig in and learn and listen and just keep learning because the field's changing rapidly and uh, it's not too late to get involved. It's in fact, well, it's early. It's the, still the wild west. 
Still in the Wild West. Make sure and share our show with your friends if you, you think they're interested or our site or whatever. Share something we have going on with your friends. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next week, this is Gary saying adios, muchachos. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Cousins podcast. Please share this podcast with anyone you know that is interested in cryptocurrency. Your friends can subscribe on iTunes at CryptoCousins.com slash iTunes and on Android at CryptoCousins.com slash play. If you want to know more about Tony or Gary, just go to TonySakala.com or GaryLeland.com. Make sure and join us on the next episode. And thanks for listening. Cousins podcast and information in the podcast are not intended as investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are risky. Never invest more than you can afford to lose. Always seek professional advice before making any investment. Investing in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies may present tremendous risks. Please understand that you are using any and all information available on or through the Crypto Cousins podcast at your own risk. Get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate. Consolidate.